Excuse me, sir. Pardon me. Uh, sir, could you spare me three pennies? Uh, I what you using them for? Uh, I wanted to make a stack of pennies. I was hoping if I had three, yes. I would be able to stack uh, on top of each other uh, yes. one, two, and then three pennies. Yeah. A three-penny stack? Yes. That's that's possible. And then I would... No, you don't. Okay, and what would you expect your profit to be after uh, the three pennies would be stacked? Well, I mean... And what there's a lot of overhead in this uh, operation here, so... But in my two cents, it would be five cents. Well, I just need to... We can't stack five... Stacking five pennies is obscene, (laughs) and we just don't have the... The room I mean, for that kind of work. You seem actually. pretty inexperienced with uh, penny stacking, um, and I don't really have faith in this business uh, idea and your mission statement. So for that reason, I'm out. And for that reason, we will be starting the Sci-Fi Podcast. Welcome to it's the Sci-Fi Rebellion Podcast. And this... Sorry about said delay, which was never said, but strongly implied. Uh, there may or may not have been technical difficulties, or maybe if it makes you sleep better, we actually went to Africa and saved some children. So, yeah, I know. In one of the many parallel universes, we mm-hmm. did go, instead of recording last episode, we went and we saved the lives of 50,000 turtles by pulling the straws right out of their their nostrils their gullets their nostrils so but we're very sorry about it honestly uh yeah we we wanted to be there but you know sometimes this stuff happens so we're glad to be back and we're glad to be bringing you guys another episode of was this people's second favorite podcast or was this this I think, was the first. I oh, think okay. we were number number two on on iTunes last. Number podcast, two on what? iTunes. Well, in, the, in the podcast choice awards, I think we won best uh, best in show. Yes. So, well, um, welcome back, everybody. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome. welcome. We got a lot to talk about today, so buckle up. You know, grab grab your popcorn, grab your condoms. This, this, we're gonna get right on into it. So yeah, condoms you can throw them right out. We're raw dogging it. <laughs> we are going in, all in. Oh boy. So this week we have what? We have a brand new season premiere of a Rick and Mortis. We have two episodes, also a season premiere of Locust, and two episodes of the continuation of Bad Bucci. So, we, uh, like I said, buckle, buckle, you know, take off your buckle, depending on how you like to live your life. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. So. There will be deer along the road, so if you aren't buckled in, I'm just saying, you know, if you fly through the windshield, we did warn you. So, prepare. Prepare That's yourself. It. Mentally, physics, physically, uh, maybe l- get some lube, you know. Maybe even anally prepare yeah. yourself. That's what I'm saying. What, what, I wasn't right. gonna say anally. I just said get some, get the lube. It was implied. I, you said I it though. Said it. 
And for anybody that was confused, we're anally about to get right into it. I'm in that category. <laughs> All right. We're going to so get into what? it with uh, the Loki. With? with Loki. Loki. Now, Jared. Yes. What did you think about Loki? We got it. We started to get into a conversation last episode. We got cut short and we missed. And now we're back. And this show is now out. It's coming. What are you thinking right now? What are you thinking? I am enjoying it. It is a lovely ditty of a show. Uh, there's all sorts of fun uh, things going on in this show. We've got the good old Loki, um, which we are getting to see more of as an actor. He is doing a phenomenal job, I think. Yes. Um, you get to see a lot of like subtle things in how he's a pretty dang good actor, which I'm enjoying to see. Um, the overall show premise, I like because it's funky. And I like when things get funky because it's funky fresh. fresh. Funky fresh. Funky fresh. Um, the, funky uh, the TVA is a very interesting place, uh, which I'm sure we will talk about in a good depth today um but uh, it is much enjoyed thus far uh yeah what what are we what are you thinking when you want you want to take the reins on on your thoughts on this? i'm on the reins uh yeah you know i i agree with you jared this show has been really great so far um i think what we've seen visually i think has been phenomenal it looks great uh, I think the writing so far has definitely intrigued me, and we've already seen some cool stuff go down, and I already have some questions. Um, <laughs> and the music, of course, I feel like is probably the best out of all of the shows that has come out thus Maybe far. Most it, MCU movies? It Quite possibly. It's very good. Very mesmerizing. I'm just tossing shit out here. I'm it's just... ethereal and magical, but mm. there's no magic, but it's no. magical. It There's makes me little, feel, little magic. Little it magic. makes me feel something again. <laughs> it, yeah, uh, music is easily like one of my favorite things going on right now. And shout out to Natalie Holt, who I believe is the uh, composer for this. Hulk. I did look into her previous backstory, her previous uh, discography, and haven't found anything that I've recognized. So you know, in my in my eyes, this is a breakthrough. Great yeah, breakthrough. Therefore, she's done nothing in the past, and this is the <laughs> first time trying, and she is winging it. Now, I don't want to say that she came possibly from an alternate universe, but it's possible. I mean, <laughs> nah, uh, let's just say she is. She is. Yeah, the whole the whole TVA thing is really interesting, and in how like the first episode, um, how like they just throw you right into it. Like this is just another day at the TVA, and obviously we're looking at it from Loki's perspective, who we know like the whole history of the MCU and whatnot. And so like we thought, you know, when we hit the Infinity Saga, like the Gauntlet and the Snap, and now with the Eternals coming out, we're like, okay, so like that's like upper the upper episode. Ep- Echelon. What word am I looking for? You got it. You got it. There it is. The echelon of uh, 
or the vernacular power oh, impeccable and thank you uh but now just I, it was such like a for me just a groundbreaking scene when loki was like, talking to that desk jockey and who just had like a whole drawer full of infinity stones and it just really kind of shattered everything in the mcu thus far and been like wow so we've known nothing like there's so much we don't understand both in like the viewer the audience and also as well as like loki who thought he was like one of the divine people in the universe i think it's a really yeah. smart way of putting into perspective building upon what we've seen like mm -hmm. thanos seems like a pretty end boss kind of guy like how do you top thanos well how do you top thanos by making his the things that he's been chasing all of his life paperweights yeah. uh that slaps it right back down to oh okay so that is not the most powerful being there are far more powerful beings mm -hmm. can't this wait is... to see what's uh gonna come out of that yeah whether the timekeepers are actually this whole divine thing or whether maybe they're just a few lizards in a room uh it, it's definitely setting up the question that like from the first episode we're like okay we got to take them at their word because thus far everything they've said we've seen to be true uh but then definitely in the second episodes as loki's digging into mobius a little bit digging into owen wilson wow uh like we're we're definitely supposed to be questioning the validity of everything that's being said and everything the tva's whole goal and purpose their glorious purpose if you will where is their glorious purpose to keep the uh, sacred, sacred timeline, timeline one continuous stream as the ancient one had pointed out in endgame uh not have all these different offshoots that reach redline and become a volatile uh branch of reality but again we're seeing all these different kind of variants all these different kind of people and whatnot and my personal thoughts are maybe the timekeepers are kind of screwed because there's a lot of possibilities for a multiverse and all the good that could come out with all the bad as well uh and so maybe the timekeepers are like i don't want to have to deal with any of this so we're just going to keep it one time stream rather than having to keep check of all these different realities so who knows who knows uh whether they're right in thinking that's the way time should work yeah so in the the first episode we get a lot of dialogue with the uh, owen wilson as morbius morbius Mor morbius is a vampire from spider-man but what you were very close played by Jared Leto. <laughs> mobius 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 Drop the uh, I believe his full name is actually Mobius M. Mobius, believe it or not. I think it actually is. I thought yeah. that was a meme, but I think that's actually his name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, the at the beginning, we get a lot of dialogue between Mobius and uh, Loki. And their on-screen chemistry is fantastic. Uh, it it's, it's debatably, I think, better than the chemistry between new Captain America slash Falcon and Bucky. I I think that they are just jiving on some of those scenes. Yeah. They both it seems really working. I like it because they're both like a little manipulative. Mm -hmm. But 
Loki, or Loki in a much more like blatant and like funny slash like cool way versus Mobius is more of like ah, I'm just gonna keep my cards to myself and if I want to reveal one I can if I don't I won't. <laughs> so I I think it pl- they play well off each other big time, which like you were saying earlier, Jared definitely allows the acting chops of Tom Hiddleston and uh, Owen Wilson to shine through. So yeah, I I'm liking it. Definitely. <laughs> I like the result of the ending of episode two. I mean, what are we thinking ultimately happens from all of these branch realities nearing, or I guess we can assume that they've all redlined, right? Yeah, what well, do we think is going to happen as a direct result of that choice? That lady loki made my my personal thought is again kind of going back to what i was saying originally about like whether the timekeepers actually know what's best for the time the flow of time the time stream uh is that i think that like we're going to start to see a bunch of different multiverses which obviously they had talked about in the first episode a big multiverse multiversal war hashtag secret wars is coming uh what's it called so I think that we're going to – my personal prediction is that by the end of the series, we're going to realize that having all these different branches like allows the universe to be free because like obviously freedom of choice was a big dis- topping, uh, topic of discussion throughout like the two episodes. Um, so I think that's what the whole like show is about. And if there's only one flow of time and everything happens for a reason, everything that has happened has happened and everything that will happen will happen that way. I think, like Loki said, like there's no choice in that. There's no freedom. So I think that we're going to allow for the multiverse to flourish and grow and expand and see all these different crazy things that Marvel has in plan. That's my yeah. In the one part they say that um, in the TV, Loki and Mobius are talking and they, they, he's saying that like in the TVA, it seems like that's the only place where people actually get to decide like they actually have free will but in reality if if those timekeepers are still in control of everything they still know what those people are going to do don't they so Mm -hmm. like really still they're almost the the like keepers of free will and if it, it i have a sneaking suspicion i don't think it's that big of like a too far out but i don't think they're not very good i think that they're keeping this timeline together to make sure what happens happens that what happens is what they want to happen yeah um and not necessarily what needs to happen um i don't necessarily think that lady loki is our bad guy by any means um I think we're still they they showed her very early episode two. I think we're still gonna see a bad guy, or stuff is gonna brew up to a point where where we're more self conscious about something else other than Lady Loki. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. I think that like it again. If the whole flow of time is supposed to go exactly how the timekeepers want 
we wouldn't have people like the Loki in the show because technically this isn't the main Loki. This is a Loki where he made a different choice at one point and had this whole offshoot. And same thing with Lady Loki. Like, these people wouldn't exist. And so as much as, like, the timekeepers wanted to look at them like they're not real because they're just variants, they're very much because of that alternate choice that they made now a completely different person in some aspects. So I think it's like almost like freedom of variation is a, a good way to word what I think that end goal is what Lady Loki is trying to work towards. Yeah. That's allowing for free will and free freedom of choice and whatnot. Yeah. I think it'll be just interesting to see whether the timekeepers themselves reveal themselves to be kind of the enemy of the show or whether maybe the timekeepers and the TVA is a positive organization but possibly someone else has kind of infiltrated the minds of those at the head of it. It's possible. Or either, I, I feel like it's more likely that they are being like misguided somehow than that they are somehow just evil. But I guess that remains to be seen. Or maybe not even, it's tough. I mean, because like every, every villain is the hero of their own story. It could be that kind of situation. It's like, well, we saw this whole multiversal war like, if we allow for these possibilities, yeah, there's a lot of good that could come out of it, but it could also cause another destruction of reality as we know it. Mm -hmm. So maybe just their kind of perspective is like, well, we've seen what happens. Let's keep it to one because that seems to just be the best thing for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, that I could definitely see it being something like that. Like, there is a potentiality for this to happen again, but it's not necessarily a for sure thing, but because of it being potential they were like we can't allow any anything that could possibly cause a variation from this one that we're going to maintain I can best see to that. avoid it altogether yeah yeah one eerie thing that they often say in the show is that like time works differently in the tva and I, I, I feel like that's, like, it's going to allude to something eventually. Like, I, I do, I'm not quite sure what. That's been said in Marvel before in previous things. Yes, it has, to, to the quantum realm. That's uh, right. Uh, they, they've, been, they've described Ooh. the quantum realm as time moves differently in there. So part of me thinks that the TVA is just a place in the quantum realm, um, kind of t in between time, mm -hmm. um, where they can just jump out of, they've just harnessed a way of being able to properly navigate the quantum realm. Yeah. Um, in, in that regard, they're not that powerful in a way. They've just figured out how to, I mean, they're very powerful, don't get me wrong, but they, they're able to be stopped in that way because other people have like the avengers figured out how to harness that power mm -hmm. already um so it'll be interesting to see w if we learn more about the tva itself because i think it's a very ominous thing right now um yeah i agree i i had thought that too i was like where did they say time worked differently before and i was like 
Oh, and and Ant Man when they were talking about the quantum realm, that time works differently. So I I too had a similar uh, idea about it possibly being in the quantum realm. Um, I hadn't thought about that possibly being their downfall though. That's 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 some good uh, brain knowledge right there. That's some putting some pieces together. Um, but this is all merely speculation. We do know Kang the Conqueror is going to be the villain of Ant Man three, and the whole thing's called Quantum Mania. And Kang, for those of you who don't know, is a time traveling. Yes, uh, his brother Dankus and his brother Spankus. Um, <laughs> Spankus. Uh, Kang is a time traveling warlord, and obviously the show deals heavily with time, so it's possible we could get some setup for Ant Man three. Kang could be a part of this somehow, and that would make sense and tie everything together about like it's in the quantum realm and. That's how they used to defeat it, but merely speculative. Numbers add up on this. Kane the Conqueror could be like one of the three. Um, He could be. I know a lot of people are saying that, but the head lizard. I'm I'm keeping my expectations low just because I don't want to go through another Mephisto scenario (laughs) from WandaVision. (laughs) Like, where the fuck is Kang? (laughs) Well, I have a a feeling that that it's not, we're not going to get, we're going to leave this series with way more questions than we have answers that's what i feel like this is it's going to lead to it's going to we might find out who the time lords are and find out that they're being too controlling and then that's the end of the series and that's the setup for something for another thing to follow suit um i i definitely don't think we're gonna like take down the tva or I, I don't think any of that's going to happen in this series, honestly. Well, I mean, we'd ha- we definitely have to get some sort of, like, closure with the whole, with everything that's going on. Like, we would need some sort of, like, finality to it, whether that actually be the destruction of the TVA or confronting the timekeepers themselves or anything like that. But at least questions answered and uh, what's it called? I, d- I do think that it could, like, leave the possibility for multiverses and stuff like that moving forward leaving that open-ended for dr strange to explore or for what if the tv show coming out later this summer to explore um but i hope we at least get some like emotional conclusion yeah. <laughs> and yeah resolving of some issues going on in the show i don't know if you guys saw but they just finished like they just wrapped up the last episode like this past week which is really like, weird um, yeah of what? Of Loki. Of Loki. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Which is a little scary because I think... I don't remember. I, I read something about them saying, like, how long it normally takes for them to process something. Or, like, how long it should take. And it was, like, eight or nine weeks. And it was, like, mm, this is uh, close. scary. <laughs> and what we saw with the ending of, yeah, WandaVision with just some lackluster CGI and overall just kind of questionable story ending. I really hope that doesn't happen again. You'd think that all of it would be like intricately planned out going into it. Uh, It's just like, they might get a little, a little rushed on like the aesthetical side of things. Whether we like their endings or not, I think those are still well thought out um, in terms of what their plan is. 
but maybe just the aesthetics are are the thing that they're okay with rushing a little bit in certain scenes. I I hope that they stick to the finale that they had planned as long as it's like a good and well-constructed finale because thus far both WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier went underwent changes to their finales. Uh I I'm not sure if they were both because of COVID. Uh I know that Falcon and the Winter Soldier had some plot line about like a virus or something that the flag smashers were going to release and they were like oh this is a bit <laughs> a bit too real right now yeah. so like, <laughs> that back and then wandavision i think was just because they like ran out of time uh because of covid and whatnot so they had to like finish it up so i hope that they fully get to stick with their plan that they had and that it's a proper good finale because i think that disney plus is thus far having a hard time sticking it in terms of finales, other than the Mandalorian, yeah, both of I those finales Loki, were pretty good. Yeah, Loki's obviously changing a lot more, though. I th- I think yeah. Loki story wise is vastly more important, so I don't think they're really gonna like just wing the end or not. I, I don't know not. a good word, but you know what I mean. I think yeah. it's very well thought out. Uh, that being said, uh. <laughs> 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 Whoa! Um, Whoa! Reverse, Matt. reverse. <laughs> uh, yeah, Loki. I mean, we we all know what other movies are coming out, and how a lot of them have to do with multiverse. And but nothing we know about Loki coming out. That's true. That's true. No. The infamous dying. Do not say this. Loki shall rise with glorious purpose. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, I'm <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's it's. I think we're gonna come out with some big repercussions from Loki. I mean, we are already episode two bombed the sacred t- timeline. Like, ah, we don't know if they're gonna be able to manage that. If one of those streams passes the red line, which they established, they can't cut off that they can't erase it so what does that lead to is it does it take one line does it take two lines uh, how much has to get screwed up for it not to work also we don't know if that's like the overall plan like what is her plan what is lady loki's plan is it to just screw up the timeline or is that just a, a huge freaking diversion we don't know mystery yeah. very uh confusing um but we did like the the people at the tva clearly capable of dealing with a lot of complex and crazy scenarios they all seem to be freaking out about the fact that the, the timeline was bond yeah so we're like this is a fairly big deal not something just like oh shit we're gonna have to deal with that it's more like what do we do like we can't cut all these off um yeah so I think I think that it's going to lead to the multiverse, and that this will be the Disney Plus MCU show that has like the most significant impact on what's going on yeah. outside of like the movies. Which I know that they said they wanted to make it. If you just watch the movies, you could follow everything that's still happening without necessarily having to watch the TV shows. But <laughs> to just create a multiverse in one of the TV shows and not expect people to have to watch that is yeah. an interesting decision. Yeah. I really I really liked the the scene where you see all the the timelines going wonky 
and the two guys are sitting in like the room where they obviously like, report problems and stuff and the guy's like vigorously looking through the book for like the code name of like what we call this sort of occurrence and the guy's like screw that <laughs> you don't got time to look for code names they bomb the timeline rapidly spins yeah. rotary dial <laughs> yeah. i love that yeah that was that was a good story clearly showing the severity of the situation yeah and the hindrance of 70s technology <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah apparently the director really liked the stylistic choice of uh what's it called she was like this crazy advanced technology being operated <laughs> in like the 70s aesthetics she so. watched aliens like, right before this is what you're saying she uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, I'm, I'm loving the show, and also just the way it's like digging into Loki's psyche too. I'm that was much more like the first episode, but like Mobius was like really digging. Like, why do you like to do this? Like, okay, so you're gonna be why? the the king of space, whatever that means. What are you gonna do then? And then yeah. in that, and then then the episode after Loki was like, okay, here's a taste of your own medicine. What's the end goal of the TVA? And they're like peace in the timeline they're like yeah but time is infinite that's never going to happen and he's like well then we will just keep doing this forever and he's like seems kind of futile so yeah. like, I, I like them kind of like ripping each other apart and going back in and like making them question themselves and their motives and their glorious purpose this podcast episode should just be called glorious purpose, glorious purpose. <laughs> glorious it purpose. is our glorious purpose to make this episode of the podcast <laughs> and have it be recorded in full without a blue screen without <laughs> any problems and cue the blue screen <laughs> <laughs> just by speaking it i bring it into existence but uh the uh what you said cole about like getting to learn more about loki i think we're definitely going to get a lot more of learning about loki because i mean Loki and female Loki, even their little like conversation of gauging each other, you you still get like little tidbits into like how they work because they're both like scheming, they're both just trying to like manipulate each other in a short period of time, and it's it's very it's it must be really fun to write that like two mastermind like the same person yeah the like same. It. You take the same person and then have to add traits and remove traits to like make them somewhat distinct, whether that be powers or whether that be like dialogue specific. Uh, what's it called? I, I, that must be like a really cool, yeah, writing uh, challenge to be like, all right, we got to make them sound somewhat similar, but also distinct enough. I'm interested to see what Lady Loki's whole motive is and like where she's coming from, how her life differs from Loki itself and or Loki himself. So. I'm I'm loving the show so far. I'm I'm pretty hyped for it. And we're seeing a lot of uh a lot of Lady Loki's magic, but I I can't wait to to get to see a little bit more of Loki's magic. Mm-hmm. He he's been in the TVA. Magic doesn't work in the TVA, so we haven't really gotten to see a lot of that. Um but uh hopefully in future we get to see a lot of a lot more of loki doing cool things because he is still a master of his own craft exactly um, beyond just making knives or making illusions because 
for yeah. what four MCU appearances. That's pretty much what we've gotten, and he's supposed mm-hmm. to be on. He's supposed to be on Doctor Strange level of sorcery, and we're like, yeah, well, we've seen he what he nice. Loki's like daggers, though. You did you know that I could do that? <laughs> so that's do a it nice again. Don't make cool. me do it. <laughs> now that's I, nice. I also liked when he made that distinction when they were like, yeah, he can make illusions and projections of himself, and Loki was like, nah, two different things, two different things. What? And he like goes in the whole explanation of it, and they were like, okay. <laughs> simmer down there, but simmer cool. down. Simmer anyway, down. Back to the mission. <laughs> yeah. I honestly was kind of surprised in the beginning of the second episode, I guess, when Loki pulled another prank on Mobius. I was like, you got it. Come on, man. Like, come on, man. Come on. As much as we're trying to figure out like what's going on with Lady Loki and the TBA and stuff, Loki being a cunning bastard as he is, we also need don't entirely know whether Loki's going to try to work with Lady Loki to destroy the TBA, or if he's going to pretend to do something like that to actually take down Lady Loki, or like I, where his loyalties yeah. actually lie as well. So it, there's misdirection all around. I think that w- that's part of what makes Loki such a fun character and such an interesting character to watch because you you've seen it in everything that he's been in he backstabs everybody he's not Mm -hmm. afraid like he's very independent but he's willing to work with people until he doesn't want to work with them anymore so he but he has a good he does a good job of making you feel comfortable in the fact that like, Oh, he's changing. Finally, we're going to get, we get like this cool version of uh, Loki where he's just going to be a good guy. And then he does something where the only truly good thing we've ever seen him do is try to protect his brother from Thanos. That's That's basically it. That's That's family. Mm hmm. Even Thor um, studies, like you're getting predictable. Like I, you do the same shit every single time. We can yeah. never trust you. And everybody in the TV is talking to Mobius, like, stop trusting him. He, he will never be trustworthy. And Loki's like, yeah. Will I know? <laughs> what if I? <laughs> yeah. I love that. Also, in the first episode, how the TVA points out that because Loki is who he is. They have they have run-ins with variations of Lokis all the oh. time. Like they're <laughs> they're used to Lokis, like because he's powerful enough to be to run into situations where he would affect timelines. Mm-hmm. So I just love that they already were like in the know, showing the different Lokis. Um, I want to see that big yellow one. In the much tamer way, I want to see the Usain Bolt one. The one that he's like, it's like whole like 5K outfit. <laughs> I don't know what was up with that one. <laughs> it was funny though. I, I liked it. Hopefully we get to see some more beyond our variant Loki that's the subject of this show and lady loki if we got to see some like other types of loki that just pop up like hey i can help out another loki here uh <laughs> want me to offer my two cents <laughs> oh my gosh could you imagine a three-way conversation between three <laughs> lokis three 
the amount of conniving <laughs> and so much yeah. mischievousness in one room. Yeah. And on a more serious note, I think that uh, like it's interesting when Mobius was talking about how he thinks Loki's insecure about this other Loki being a better Loki, and so we, she very well could be a better Loki, but is she like a a better Loki? You know what I mean? Like she might be more capable or something like that, but maybe being Loki is partly being underwhelming at some points. So I also I like what the whole like question of what does it mean to be Loki? Yeah, cool. well they they kind of like touched into that the smallest little bit when they said that like Loki and a, a Loki's purpose is to make make other people the best version of themselves and mm -hmm. i thought that was really interesting just because could you imagine like he just saw that his whole life is letting people down and and he always gets beat because he helps make people the best version of themselves that would be mm -hmm. a depressing like as the god that he is to know that your destiny is just to make people better by failing that's yeah. depressing for him i feel like i feel like way. there's gonna be this yeah. i feel like be, being in the tva drastically changes who loki is and like how he perceives himself going forward that's if why loki, the trail I, to me was like so confusing it was after he had already seen all the footage about his life and then he was like i'm gonna try one more time he's like oh there's only a couple days good i think he was like testing their gullibility like i don't think he expected that plan to work he's like if it did cool like i know how easy i can control Still, these guys though, that that's pretty yeah. not changed man of him well the, the way i've man the way I, I look at right. it, that's what I'm saying. The way I look at it is like he he saw, like Jared said, his whole life played out in front of him, and he's told that he will never. The best version of Loki is being a failure, so everybody else can be better. And he knows how it's going to end. He knows that his mom's going to die, his dad's going to die, that Thor he's going to die protecting Thor, and uh, from like a situation that he caused and a lot of and a lot of these incidents are from situations he caused i think that's gonna like kind of want him to connive against the uh timekeepers because he's like why would i want this to be my life like you're telling me this is the only way for me to continue my existence what this existence is just pain so i think that's kind of why he's like you know what like i as much as the timekeepers like clearly are immensely powerful and maybe what they're saying holds some weight to it i think that like He's like, you know what? But I would also like to live differently now that I know how everything's going to happen. See, from my perspective, I would think he would get that information and then be like, well, clearly, assuming this is true, and obviously it looks to all be very real, the TVA is the only person who seemingly is aware of this, and I'm going to make a guess that they're also the only ones who could potentially get me out of this. And obviously, after that moment of seeing the Infinity Stones and stuff, they're was some amount of connection in his head that like this is a power that i can't mess with so it was like i don't know it seems uh like a bit divergent in his thinking there so i think he probably just 
will permanently have a mischievous nature about him, but he's not necessarily gonna like mess people up or like make people suffer like he has in the past. And it's it's not like by Loki going through that portal that that means that he's like completely going against the TVA. Yeah, that they, wasn't. They, yeah, that I wouldn't be referring to. I was just referring to the beginning of the episode where basically uh, they find all the bodies, right? And then Loki tries to tell Mobius about how good his ear is. After the, uh, uh, yeah, okay. the whole I need a hero fight scene. Yeah. It's yeah. a fun opening. That was really fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it will, it will be interesting going forward. Uh a lot was a lot is happening and a lot is still to come this is only a six episode series isn't it yeah that's the crazy thing not much left no so we're we're already third of the way, third of the way there we're one yep. if this was movies we're like a third of the way through the trilogy of movies mm-hmm. correct if this yeah. was lord of the rings movies we're halfway through <laughs> lord of the rings movies <laughs> If this was a six-episode series on Disney Plus, <laughs> if it was nine episodes, we'd be three episodes in. Yes. If it was a thousand episodes, I'm not doing that math. <laughs> <laughs> three hundred and thirty-three point three repeating. Yes. Wow, Jared, look, you're so smart. Okay, you have a calculator integrated into your brain, Jared. Whatever, man. You're so cool. Are you happy we invited you to the podcast? Are you happy you're here? Are you happy you just... With your quick maths. Think yeah, you're going to show up with your maths. Whatever. Everything I wonder if people will take that seriously. Because it's so simple math that they're like, wow, that, if they think that kid's smart for saying that, these guys are idiots. Well, just so that there's a level of understanding between them and us, they are correct in that assumption, and no no correction needs to be made. (laughs) Oh, man. Final thoughts on Loki? I'm going to give it a uh, out of a sine wave. Nice. I would give Uh, it a... uh, very nice uh i'll give it a okay there we go very nice beautiful i could tell that those were all positive i could tell i knew really liking the show wow yeah wow he's never said that about a show before you know what i mean that was a compliment uh so yeah stay tuned for more loki discussion uh going forward um uh now now the the train that we're that we're on right now it's on a rail and uh about a derail to get we're us about to talk about snow piercer the film about With. trains Chris Evans and Willy Wonka. No, we're not going to talk about the movie. We're (laughs) going to talk about the TV series. That is terrible. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I heard that came out. I haven't seen that. 
I heard they eat bugs. It's the worst version. Is it made by the same guy who did Parasite? Yes, I believe. Mm, no, Train to Beside, I think, is what you're thinking of. I might be thinking that. What with the train? Makes sense. The, the but Busan. actually, Bad Batch, we got two episodes to talk about. What did we think about episode seven and episode eight? Well, it's, it's almost like somebody had a uh, theory that completely came true and you know it was pretty much called right off the bat right off the bad batch and uh so record Just take a moment i know you can't hear the clapping but i am clapping oh He's too pumped. He, he's Guys, too pumped. I was too excited. He's too pumped. I was too excited. <laughs> so well done, Winnie. I tried you to get stand it. up. You were able to, with one slightly oh, more announced headache than you would like, you guessed it. Uh, well thank done. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'd like to uh, thank my parents and uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we'll be back with more theories next time on the correct <laughs> things. All of our theories are all going to be right now that we've set the bar. Um, oh, yeah. And also, Rex showed up as well. So that was cool. <laughs> yes. Rexidus. Rex was just like about ready to gun down. He was like, "I ah, oh, it's good seeing you. It's been a minute. Wait a second. You don't have your chips removed? Sorry to old yeller this situation. Uh <laughs> gonna have to put you down. <laughs> yeah. You can only imagine how many other clones he's like had to do that to. Dude, he has probably killed a lot of his former brothers. He he seemed more like cold, and hardened. Dis- yeah, which he was already like a pretty hardened guy, mm-hmm. but like even just in this, it was like no jokes, no. Oh, I'm happy to see you. Just more like I'm on a mission. Yeah, I he must is, complete my mission. He's very on edge for good reason, I would say. Yeah, Every, um, his whole leaders and family came crashing down and. <laughs> was either killed or turned to the dark side so yeah i so can't imagine that too well in that we, either we now know that they're just kind of working for the lizard lady um mm-hmm. to try to get make ends meet which i didn't expect i honestly thought she was gonna kind of be a character that came back a little later asking for something but no they're just kind of chilling out with her um lizzo Lizzo. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it thus far. Uh, I liked Rex coming back. It was a it was a good episode. Uh, it kind of made things a little bit more tense again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a couple light episodes, lighter episodes. Um, so this kind of brought it back to the main plot line, um, which I think Cole, you were really hoping that uh, we got a little little bit more grasp on the main plot line yeah. again. Even uh, like uh, Wrecker 
turn like flipping i like that was more of a subplot but even that care like felt like it was actually carrying some sort of weight to it versus yeah. like all these kind of like oh let's go rescue a rancor oh no yeah. now we're it like, actually had implications for the rest of the show exactly when wrecker flipped it also was just like it worked even well to see the contrast between like wrecker is usually this like really fun kind of bubbly guy who obviously is a tank but like fun bubbly guy to just like i'm going to murder you and, and have a good time doing it yeah, and like like he could just rip them apart without any guns or Dude. lightsabers or anything he's so the last guy i would want to flip over in close quarters like that like yeah, that yeah. was the worst place for him to and the worst one of them all like it was yeah. just it was bad if echo turned he'd be like i'm gonna hack you uh, watch out my arm spins sometimes i'll hold a gun in my other arm though frankly when i'm trying to use my computer arm i don't have the processing power to use the gun as well so i'll often just sit there so please don't hurt me while i'm doing that because this is my attack i'm gonna go spin my arm ah. uh i do really like that they they have been doing this the whole series but they've been really building a, a nice little relationship between her omega and wrecker mm -hmm. um i think they get along because they're both children uh quite mm -hmm. <laughs> they're they have well, the same they're both mentally our children yes. <laughs> they're, both, they're both mentally children um yeah. uh the the tradition very cute um and just building more of their little friendship, uh, which made that flipping scene even better. Um, I, th I think, you, Cole, I, I saw you wrote this, and I was thinking the same thing. I would have wished that they're very short episodes, so you can only put so much in one episode, and I understand that. But I, I almost wish that that whole event was a little more. A little bit, like, not resolved that episode. Like, not even saying that his switch should have been, like, kept, like he should have stayed evil and joined Crosshairs or whatever. But, like, even, like, if they did switch him back, if he was like, oh, my God, I almost killed you guys. Like, I, like, I don't want to be around there. What if there's another chip or something like that? And, like, he kind of went off and did his own thing. And yeah. then just, like, the bad batch drops one by one. And it's like then at the end of the season they got to get everybody all back or something like that that would have been yeah, crazy it was a good moment it was a great episode compared to like the last few but uh i it would have been nice to have some more like things carrying on from that from that whole a little more meat yeah meat but Less that said we talking about meat we're gonna pull out the steak for episode eight dude because episode eight brought it all back around after all of this time, I mean, I don't know how many times, uh, five episodes, four episodes, we've now been saying, like, what's up with Crosshair? wonder what Crosshair is doing. You know, like, in other words, what happened to the main story of this show? Where did the story of this show go? One of the members of Bad Batch. <laughs> yeah. So seeing Crosshair come back was instantaneously like, oh, baby, we're in for a good one. Which, yeah, that was that was great going through it, and uh, of course the surprise appearance at the end of the episode was sick. 
I uh, don't don't have the hey, time to shoot people like you. Way, little lady. <laughs> <laughs> I like, uh, it was a pretty straightforward episode. And then when I saw all those people were dead, I was like, is it Crosshair? And I was like, no, it feels like a bounty hunter. They said it's a bounty hunter. Oh, it's probably Fennec Shan from a few episodes ago. And then, no, sir, Mr. Little Robot comes walking down. And I was like, oh, that's one person's robot. That is one person. It's a fucking space cowboy. Hell and yeah. Goddamn, the re- return of Catabane is... A surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. <laughs> how did we leave? How did we leave off, Cadbane um, in Clone um, Wars? Do you guys remember? So in Clone Wars, I th- think the last thing that he did is when they had that whole Obi Wan undercover bounty hunter arc. I don't think he was in it past then. Um, there was going to be an episode of him in season seven that they cut and never finished. Uh, but it was like a whole standoff between him and Boba. Like Boba finally gets his armor, and Boba and Cad Bane had a whole standoff, like a Western duel. And that's where Cad Bane dies, and that's where Boba Fett gets the den in his helmet. Oh, that would have been so dope, though. So sweet. now, my prediction, and this could be rampant speculation, is that <laughs> Boba Fett is going to be hired to res or hired by Bad Batch or something to go rescue Omega. And that's when the standoff is going to happen. I, I, cause I, they, they have like all the visuals done. They just didn't have it like finalized and like polished and everything. So theoretically, you could still watch the episodes on YouTube and whatnot, but I think they would just rewrite it a little bit and have that the showdown. Dude, Omega uh, and, um, young Bobby could be a love interest there. Young, that would be, uh, that would be oh, so cute. Oh, young Bobby taking Omega back to his. <laughs> palace of lies and deceit (laughs) i like uh when hunter and cad bane were having that whole like standoff i was like completely torn because i was like well i don't want to see hunter die but i also do not want to see cad bane die and i feel like this is cad bane's like bowl of cereal right here like he yeah this is used to every day like yeah oh standoff no problem like even hunter like like the whole outstretched sort of thing, and Cad Bane just flicks his wrist up and just down. And I was like, okay, sad to it, see Hunter take that shot, but to be expected. <laughs> it was great, and I I love seeing. I just can't wait to see like where that goes to now, because now we're gonna we're gonna get a little animosity between those two. We're getting a little bit of character building, little. Little uh, kind of sore. Little something, something going on there, but yeah, it it was a, uh, it was a good episode until the end. Then it was a great episode. Then it was a fan freaking. That was a, That was just a crazy ending. I mean, everything. I know Cole, you pointed out in the notes there. You talked about the the first person shot of when Hunter's oh, being yeah. dragged. That, that was, was so crazy. Sick. What I was just thinking of, though, was, like, right before that, the shot of Crosshair all bandaged up, like, yelling. That was, like, kind of spooky. And I was also, like, I know this probably is not the case because I'm sure he already has a backstory. But I was, like, that kind of looks like Dengar. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are saying that. Unfortunately, Dengar has already been in the Clone Wars, so it's probably not him. But I yeah. thought the same. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll have to see what kind of cybernetics he has, like. 
next episode he could have like a whole like terminator eye where it's just like oh like he pinpoint what he's Dead trying to shoot shot moment yo that, that was sweet that was a cool way to, to they were like oh shit they're gonna fry us with the engine well, what if we just break the uh engine holder off so that way it just sprays them <laughs> it, was, it was intense that was can cool you imagine I, how hot that would be those things have to be able to blast through space and time <laughs> and it's faster than light speed yeah, yeah, and uh, and that he just got he was like maybe a hundred yards away, yeah, just getting blasted. It's like, stop it, turn it off. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was intense. Pain. You'll have to see that. I've you know, if they're trying to win back crosshairs, that was a horrible job. <laughs> I think he's gonna definitely. Well, we tried. Listen, <laughs> I think that if, even if they got the chip out, he'd still be like, "You blasted me in the face with a starship engine. <laughs> I can't come back from that. It all hurts. This whole thing, the everything. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have to see where Cad Bane's taking Omega. How Crosshair is going to look and feel after that uh finale and um where Bad Batch is going to try to look for some help to to go get Omega. Omega. The really interesting thing is uh, about like uh, having Crosshair as your enemy is that uh, he knows the them. So he mm -hmm. knows all their little tricks, all their little schemes and and they they showed that in the episode multiple times where he's he's not thinking through what a normal team would do. He's thinking through what this team would do, and mm -hmm. and he's he's one step ahead of them because he knows what their intuitions are, and I I really liked how they did that and uh, made for you're not quite sure who's gonna outsmart who in yeah. the moment, which I I thought built up some some good t um, moments in that episode. Seriously like suspenseful. Yeah. Mm -hmm seemed like only on the fly was when they had any sort of shot of like outplaying him was like when they were just coming up with stuff like this specific scenario we could do something like this and it worked yeah so yeah it was the last two episodes uh definitely made me like okay we're getting back to the meat i'm excited too. again i'm back into it yeah. <laughs> i'm not like i, I have a feeling right now. <laughs> yeah i have a feeling though because this is like another clone wars show Clone Wars loves the filler episodes. They like to diverge off of the main plot line um, and do some some side missions. Yeah. Uh, and so to think that I think we we got back on for a little bit. Obviously, we have to go get Omega, so we're gonna oh, stay on. Maybe I this could be a three parter, maybe even a four parter, where we we're really on the main course. And then we're gonna go back to the green beans in in a little bit. Like I I think we're gonna be getting the veggies. <laughs> uh, yeah. The the weird thing about like Clone Wars is like because it was uh, drawn blank on the term, but like an episodic thing where like only the few episodes that you watched in sequation of each other mattered. Uh, like everything, it's like as plot lines, just little trunks. So when it was filler, it was just more to fill the season up rather than, like, just to fill the story up. Yeah. Uh, 
So you would have like four consistent episodes sometimes of like a very serious storyline that would start and end and like all be resolved mostly with like maybe some loose strings hanging versus a show like this where again it's much more serialized so they like have to come up with filler to fill the season up but that also has to pertain to the narrative narrative of the story so it's i'm sure i think it's dave filoni working on this like the creative director of this i'm sure it it's a little different for him to work on jumping from clone wars to to this definitely different yeah but that said i sincerely hope that that doesn't necessarily remain the case jared i mean yeah Mm -hmm. story-wise there's we said there was what 16 episodes yeah 16 so we're halfway through hopefully the latter half is all story (laughs) yeah that's just one of those things we're gonna have to hope and wait and see and Mm -hmm. report back to you guys because we know that some of you actually care yeah (laughs) you're gonna be watching and waiting in anticipation for what we have to say (laughs) they're informed opinions oh my i must learn (laughs) i'm sure we're all here to educate everyone yes we're all we're all don't watch any other podcast don't watch any other videos come straight here and if we haven't uploaded yet you're probably rewatch 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 no no watch all episodes yeah rewatch refresh rewatch refresh refresh subscribe channel subscribe new channel (laughs) (laughs) just say it (laughs) so we got one last thing on the old daqueto for today and that's the uh imaginary word in my mind for docket uh now that would be richard and his son mortissimo in their new season five episode one rick and morty is back baby and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm Mr. Nimbus. Mr. Nimbus. The earth shall be wet. 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 <laughs> yeah. Very much. It's very interesting to uh, hear kind of like with Mr. Nimbus and everything just to like go right into like, like get some backstory for Rick. Yeah. Rick literally was trying to avoid whether it <laughs> Avoid canonical backstory. (laughs) (laughs) Whether it's an offhand comment about Rick's dead wife uh, or whether it was like establishing how Rick used to be a more like promising man. And now it's just this kind of like sad shell of uh, a husk of emotions. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I when I saw Nimbus and the first time I was wondering if this was a former love of Rick's. I was waiting for that to be revealed, but they didn't say anything about it, so it's possible that that wasn't the case. I also wouldn't be surprised, knowing Rick. Yeah. (laughs) He was invited to one of Mr. Nimbus's (laughs) sessions or whatever that Getting cold feet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was a cool episode. And Morty's clearly grown as a character. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with you. Talking with the ladies. For once, what? got a little smooching. Well, it took him to the point where he thought he was gonna die to ask her out, but he went through with it. He didn't. It he didn't pussy out. So <laughs> you can at least say good on him for that. I'm proud of uh, you, Morty. And then he had yeah. his whole like uh, when he was going into the Narnia dimension to get those bottles of wine. Like it kept getting crazier and crazier and worse and worse. 
but Morty never, like, until the very, very end, he didn't ask Rick for help. At one point, he was just like, screw this, I'm doing it myself, and, like, was beating people up with his fist, was walking Destroying like, the place. Destroyed the entire kingdom. <laughs> and I like how there's each separate time they were like, the son, this child is never returning. And then you'd pop up, they're like, oh shit, he's real! <laughs> he's real! You, we wasted our entire lives. <laughs> that was great. I'm just so glad to honestly have new Rick and Morty content. Like, there's never, there's only so much you can usually delve into the standard episode because it's like hilarious. But it's just such great content. I was talking about it with my brother last week, and it's like so consistently good. Like, I can think of some not as great episodes of Rick and Morty, but like, it is. It remains one of my favorite shows just because of how silly it is. It's just so silly. Yeah, and they they do such a good job of of just being having this dark humor that isn't like it's always refreshing. Like it's never just like really dark humor for the sake of being dark. It, yeah. it's got purpose behind it, and it's it makes you feel terrible about certain characters i love that they just bring in these side characters and they just you might think that 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 episode's gonna revolve around them a little bit and then they'll just kill them (laughs) with a development train for them they they develop the character and then they're just like all right now yeah this guy's gonna die kill them now for like just the brief episode that they're in or the one plot line or whatever they fully flesh it out just to end it and it's just like you didn't have to do that but you did you provided like layers to a joke yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh uh jerry and beth seem to be on the uh, up and up on the up and up again yeah. uh which is it's a it's really a roller coaster ride with them you never know if they're gonna be happy or just complacent with the, complacent with each other at the time it goes episode by episode so it doesn't really matter too much yeah I'm sure. I, I don't think he likes actually writing uh love stories, love stories. Yeah. Uh, uh, he did the same thing with community where he would write love stories but he the next season he would pretty much drop it because he didn't really care too much about it mm-hmm. he would just be like oh yeah we're done we moved on uh and we saw he doesn't really like doing that and we saw that twice with this episode with like the whole uh what'd you say beth and jerry kind of like coming back so on and off and on and off or morty finally getting a date with jessica and then how (laughs) i was like oh you know finally they're gonna be able to watch that movie and then (laughs) jessica's a time god now (laughs) that whole crazy fuck off i'm a time god <laughs> time. Time is all we have. That time was so silly, dude. Oh. That's <laughs> like crazy now. So she was conscious that whole time. <laughs> the funny thing is is I don't think she like she said she's a time god now. I don't think she's powerful at all. I think she just lived really extensively for a long period of time in a crystal watching yeah. civilization. So she's probably think, super wise. I think she's yeah, I think she thinks she's better than she actually is, though, which is, I find kind of funny. She just, like, immediately walked out of there and was like, ah, I'm too good for this. <laughs> like, she's like, I looked into the face of God and saw nothing. Yeah. 
<laughs> and also, uh, uh, the what's it? What's the guy's name? I can't remember. Mr. Nimbus. Thank you, Mr. Nimbus. Uh, uh, Mr. Nimbus. Uh, Rick said that he was like he's kind of like frightened by him a little bit, or they're mortal enemies or whatever. Uh, Mr. Nimbus didn't need a portal to get to them on the other planet. Mm-hmm. So he's obviously got, although he is comically hilarious with the fact that he just he swings is, his junk, duck. he just swings his <laughs> junk around. But uh, it is it is great. <laughs> he like is he's character. definitely powerful. So yeah. maybe we'll get a little bit more of him later. Maybe I'll kick Rick's ass. Dude, the... Fight! <laughs> Fight. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious, dude. It's Mr. Nimbus Summer. He controls the police. He controls the police. <laughs> yeah. Over there, like, I don't see how it matters, but we're white. <laughs> and then they all show up immediately. Yeah. Memes. I got my witness, and he's like roasting the octopus. And the octopus is like, "Hey, man, I'm just here. Don't make this about me." <laughs> he covered his ass. Uh, good. Welcome back to Rick and Morty. Looking yes. Forward to more. Ready. For and it. and they've Whether already got on YouTube like, or not. Yeah, they've already got like a bunch of episodes planned out, don't they? Like um, they. They're ready they said, to go with that. I think they said they're like digitally finishing up season six and they're finishing season seven writing process right now that's crazy man I, so they're gonna try to be a little bit more consistent with the releasing yeah. is that is that what i'm getting out of that mm-hmm. we don't want rick and morty to literally like 10 seasons to take up a 20 year time span yeah like 30 year time span yeah yeah, yeah i mean when when i i started watching i caught it in season two how long ago was that? That was eight. Like, yeah, I remember my brother telling me about 2013. I figured out about wow. it. for eight years now. Eight years. That's nice. Yeah. Here's to eight more glorious Ricky <laughs> and Morty. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. So. That's it. Yeah, That's we got we got a lot of content coming, guys. This is a honestly a great period in which to live, if not only for the content that's coming out, and that includes <laughs> us. So keep that in mind. Next time you're having a bad day, just remember you'll miss out on the best podcast in the world. Every single time a new episode comes out, don't think, oh, hey, yeah, I get to watch that new episode of a show that I love. Think, hey, I get to watch the new episode of the podcast where they talk about the show that I love. Yeah. I want your guys' excitement, homework for all of our audience, all 26,000 viewers. Get excited. Uh, get excited. Like. Get pumped. I want you to quit your day job so you can watch our stuff on endless repeat farm account creations to boost the popularity of the channel so that we can in turn pro- promote the channel not profit no promote the channel we want to promote the channel we want money <laughs>
Um, but actually, guys, All like, right. subscribe, comment. You know what I want to hear is what is your favorite color of ranch dressing? That's a great question. Yeah. What is your favorite color of ranch dressing? Who knows? That I'm going to go orange. Also, maybe talk. you could talk about something that we talked about that might be more relevant. Sure. Like, no, what did you that. think of uh, Omega's blaster of purple bowness? Like, what nope, did you don't think? Don't talk about that. No? Talk about the ranch. Talk, yeah. I thought the ranch. I mean, that's why I said it. I said it. And this week's, this it? week's survival tip, everybody. Great. To More. avoid tripwire mines. Yes. Mm. Very useful uh, this isn't actually how to avoid them. This is just awareness of what they are. Stepping across a wire attached to the detonator will cause the mine to explode. Now you so are ready. Go out into the wild. And for six days, think about what you could have done if you hadn't known that. You would have been just... At any moment, you could have seen the wire connected between somewhere that there would be uh, some sort of bomb and you would have been like, that's probably not a bomb. Now you know, you're welcome. Come back. We'll be here in one week's time with new Loki, new Bad Batch, new Shrek and Morty. And actually, I believe in just two weeks time, we will be bringing you a special episode. For the new Black Widow movie that is coming to theaters pretty soon. Stay tuned for that special episode. It'll be its own thing. It won't be a part of that weekly little process. We're going to watch it separately and then record on a separate time. So make sure you all stay tuned for that. Make you sure you click see, that like button. You get to see Cole button. and I together in person. We might be together. Maybe we'll be on opposite sides of the couch. You can never predict what might happen because the future is ever changing and variants and. Matt. 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 Did you hear Stay something? Tuned. I'll be here. Do you hear something, Jerry? <laughs> Do you hear something? Oh. So. Oh, I, think I, might... I think I might. Oh, you oh, know what? Hang on.